toys, Arduino programming, and startup life, all on this episode of the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast. Go to the toy store, and next to that chemistry set and behind the rocketry kit, you might find an electronics hardware programming kit. Consumer toys today are increasingly jumping into STEM education, or education in science, technology, engineering, and math. Make Exchange is one startup joining that space. I'm Pius Wong. My guest is startup founder Joseph Greer, speaking by phone from Chicago, where his business Make Exchange is based. Joseph talks about many things, including how his STEM education kits are designed for a better user experience for any learner. My name is Joseph Greer, and I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Make Exchange. And what is Make Exchange? Make Exchange is a startup I created a little over two years ago, and we create uh, really interesting and innovative STEM education products. Right now, we really have kind of one main uh, main flagship product that we're moving forward with right now, and it is a really cool STEM inventor's kit that teaches kids how to write code for electronics, and they can wire up their own interesting devices and uh, learn how to write code, put it on a microcontroller, and then use that to control what they create. So it's a really, you know, we've had a lot of fun with it, phenomenal feedback in the the marketplace, and I'm really excited about it, especially this holiday season. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I saw that your your kit, your inventor's kit, got an award actually for 2018 from Toy Insider, top holiday toy of 2018, among other toys. How did that happen? Oh my gosh, it was a big surprise, really. Um, I, I noted that I, I noticed early in the year in my research that Toy Insider, among uh, a few other uh, industry uh, publications, that they release an, a uh, a you know, gift guide for the holidays. And I started writing and speaking with some of the uh, uh, some of the writers there, and I just. You know, I, I asked them if they'd be interested in evaluating my product, and they said yes. We had to get certified for child safety, child product safety uh, certification, mm-hmm. which, you know, we're really happy that we got that uh, sorted out. And then we submitted our product, and they evaluated it. And um, we then, you know, I, <laughs> I just, I got this beautiful award in the mail. I wasn't really expecting it. <laughs> and, uh, Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna we're we're putting the uh, stickers on our on our product right now just to let people know that we've been selected as one of the top holiday gifts for this year from Toy Insider Magazine. So it was a real honor to get that. Yeah, no, that's really great. And so since it's listed in a toy magazine, I'm wondering: is it a toy? Is it an education product? Is it an electronics product? Like, what kind of? It, it might be confusing for people who are listening. They don't know if it's supposed to be this fun thing or this thing you do in school. What exactly is this inventor's kit? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, it's a little bit of everything, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing I really love about it is that uh, you know a, a, a kid can take this thing and within a few hours put together their first little electronic device. And once they see how code that they write and it's real code uh, goes into a microcontroller to control something they wired together. I, I mean, there's no pun intended because we use LED lights, but the light bulb really comes on uh, for, for people. And 
so so I, I guess I'd kind of uh, couch it that way. And uh, to describe it, I, I'd start off with many of your listeners who are engineers or have an engineering background probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but I was really surprised to learn that most people don't know what this thing called an Arduino is. Right. And um, it's a it's a really interesting it's, it's a funny word and it's got an even more amazing history. So the Arduino is a small microcontroller. It's like a little circuit board, and that serves as the heart and soul of our invention kit. And what you can do with this is you can connect wires into the circuit board, and then connect different things to those wires, like LED lights small DC toy motors, uh, servo motors, speakers, or even little, uh, you know, little uh, toggle buttons that you can press or, um, you know, potentiometer knobs. And then you can combine these things in many different ways. Uh, and you, you write the code that makes that, that creates the logic that then allows your system to function. So, uh, it, it's really amazing. Um, but what I really love about this, I'll, I'll uh, preface this by saying I'm not an engineer, and I okay. I kind of started this off as an inter interesting journey. Um, but the story behind this is about I think it was in the, it was in the early 2000s. A group of Italian design professors in Ibrea, Italy, uh, they were struggling with a, a problem. There, they saw their students facing every single year, their students would come up with, a, they had to have a senior project where they'd come up with a design for some cool new, I don't know, Italian electronic espresso type machine. And every one of these students had to struggle with the microcontroller circuit board kind of design process. And what they saw was that these students were reinventing the wheel every single time. And it was taking a significant amount of their, their effort. So the professors sat down. They said, you know what, um, over beers at a bar uh, where a lot of great ideas come from, they said, why don't we come up with this design for like this little circuit board and we'll write our own programming environment that you can write your code with on your computer and you'll be able to connect that circuit board to your computer with a regular USB cable and then wire what you want up to it and we'll make it really flexible and they went ahead and they did this. And when they were finished with the design, they made it legal for anyone on the planet to copy it and to manufacture it. And uh, they named this microcontroller after the bar where they did all their drinking and studying. So uh, right, it was right. called Arduino, Italian for little strong man. And they created this little microcontroller. And very soon this became an industry standard, and it's a professional prototyping tool. Uh, and the cost of developing any kind of an electronic device that you might come up with immediately dropped from tens of thousands of dollars to under a hundred bucks. So this is a tremendous, uh, it's a tremendous revolution. It's a new industrial revolution brought on by this uh, amazing little microcontroller. So when I learned about this, I, I bought a kit online, and uh, I, you know, I was real excited about it. And before I know it, the first project, I wired up a little LED light. And I wrote some code that made the light turn on for a second and then turn off for a second and then repeat that over and over again. And when my code finally worked and I had wired everything up and I used a resistor, so I had to learn a little bit about 
Ohm's law, uh, which the science teachers here will, will, will understand about. I mean, it just blew my mind because, you know, I've written software before, but the whole idea of writing software and how it got onto a little card that maybe made your coffee maker work the way you wanted it to was like black magic to me. Like, I had no right. idea how it happened. So when suddenly this occurred, it was like the heavens parting, you know, and the, <laughs> you know, the angels singing. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't, why isn't everybody doing this? So <laughs> that's kind of really what got me started on this, on this uh, amazing journey a long time ago. Okay. So you learned a lot about the Arduino on your own and it sounded like you started with someone else's kit and I guess you got an idea for how to improve it. You, you know, it didn't come, it didn't come that, that quickly. So, uh I, my original idea was, you know what, I love teaching and for, for, I understand that uh, probably around 50% of your listeners are, are teachers from Texas. And I'll say that even though I'm in Chicago and I, I've lived in Chicago for a long time, my mother uh, was my third grade science teacher. And more importantly, she was a third grade Texas science teacher. So, oh, okay. Uh, like, you know, cheers repping for the, uh, the Texas side here. Nice. She, she also sent me to the principal's office once. Um, but that's a totally different story. We're not going to get into that here. <laughs> but that's cool. So you, you've been around this ecosystem of education. Um, actually, that was going to be one of my questions. What What is your background? It sounded like you learned about electronics or you had coded in software before, but you weren't really, really into it. Um, what What did you do before you started Make Exchange? Well, you, I've had a varied, a, a very... Uh, diverse background and experience in, in um, college. I lived in Germany for a year and a half. You know, I, I've, I've traveled extensively. And my first job out of college, well, in college, I created a company called Oregon Book Connection. I grew up, I went to the University of Oregon and very been very entrepreneurial uh, uh, focused my entire life. I was the kid uh, with the lemonade stand, I was the one going door to door selling like pot holders that, that my sister and I had made. Um, when I got out of, of college, my first job, I really didn't want to do the same thing every day. And so I went with a company called Anderson Consulting and today they're, they're known as Accenture, but that gave me a, a very broad experience of different industries, uh, um, different, uh, products and verticals. Uh, and, and I just loved it. I was always solving different kinds of problems, and I did quite a bit of development there, too. Um, from there, I went to the Bay Area at the height of the dot-com boom in 2000. I worked for a startup called uh, LoudCloud, which was Mark Andreessen and Ben Horowitz's first startup after Mark Andreessen had founded Netscape. Right, uh, right. Yeah, and uh, so I actually worked with those guys quite a bit during that time. Then I went to uh, England to help expand the European operations there. And I ended up staying there for six years. It was a, a phenomenal experience. I started my own consulting company shortly thereafter. And, uh, and that brought me back here to the States. I've had clients in uh, uh, China, uh, South Korea, Asia, Europe, and you know, the United States. Uh, I love learning new things. So, uh, you know, after a few years of doing that on my own, I ended up, I, I was accepted at the University of Chicago for their MBA program, I graduated in 2015, and that's really I focused on entrepreneurship, and that's really where I kind of started this this company. I, I really didn't know much about 
the Arduino or programming or hardware, but I started learning about this thing called the maker movement, 3D printers and laser cutters and, and this new kind of fourth revolution, the new industrial revolution that is sweeping the world and creating an entirely new wave of innovation. Um, my initial idea really was kind of to create some instructional videos and make great instructional videos, build an audience, and then try to figure out how to monetize that audience. But the real kind of aha moment for me happened when I, I had two interns I had brought in to help me with the video production. And I gave each of them an Arduino electronic invention kit that I'd been using maybe two or three projects in for each one. And I said, hey, guys, if you were going to make a uh, series of videos, you need to know how this works. So I gave them the box. I said, I said open it up, and we'll, I'll teach you the first project, and we'll go from there. And when they opened up the box and their eyes landed on this, you know, they get really disorganized after you use a few projects these kids do. And when these interns looked at what was in the box, the look on their face was just a look of pure terror. You know? <laughs> and, you know, that it, it's rightly so, right? Um, it's intimidating, especially when you're looking at a box and there's a bunch of Ziploc baggies and most things are loose. Um, but that look on their face really was the crystallizing moment for me. And I realized this wasn't so much more about the kit itself. It was about the user's experience. Hmm. What was their emotional reaction? And, you know, I realized if their emotional reaction is what most non-technical people, including children and adults, feel when they see something like this, then we're shutting a huge door and we're putting a massive barrier uh, to learning unnecessarily in front of such a huge audience. And if we could just solve that problem and remove that, that intimidation barrier, you know, who knows what new great inventors and minds could, could, you know, emerge from this. So that's where I really kind of in earnest started uh, taking a step back and trying to pinpoint and identify what about the product were the triggers for these negative emotional responses and then, you know, from there, we just iteratively started, you know, tackling the design until we came up with this kit, which is, you know, I, I love it. It's beautiful. It's incredibly functional. It takes seconds to open up and start working with and even less time to clean up and put away. And if you're in the middle of a project and you close it up, when you open it up again, it's right where you left off. And, you know, it just turns out, too, that schools, teachers and libraries, when I started showing this prototype to people, they loved it. You know, I interviewed uh, uh, many different educators to try to understand the market a little bit better. And, mm -hmm. you know, one woman I spoke with, who she had a nonprofit. She said, you know, I tried to teach Arduino uh, programming it, for my nonprofit, and I bought 60 of these invention kits similar to the ones that I had purchased. She said, Joe, do you know what happened when I was done with my two-week class? Those kits were so messy, the wires, the LED, all the components, we had to dump every, all, each one of those 60 kits, all their contents onto a massive table and sift through each piece by hand and then hand pack the Ziploc baggies with the right components and then repack all the boxes and then yep. pack all the boxes back on the shelf again. And she said, Joe, you know, after I did that, I just never wanted to touch it again. I'm looking at your kit right now, and I, I don't think I see Ziploc baggies in yours. Yeah, you know, there are when you start off, but you're right. Um, I 
why not have trays? And so we created these custom design stackable trays that you can easily get the pieces in and out of. Um, when they stack on top of each other and they've got their separate box, if you go to our site at www.makeexchange.com, that's you know, shared E, M-A-K-E-X-C-H-A-N-G-E, you can see it. Yeah. It looks like a book, uh, which is kind of cool. I, I sort of, I remember um, the, uh, uh, you know, the Shawshank Redemption when Andy Dufre- uh, Dufresne opens the, the Bible up and he's got the chisel cut out in there and right. it's like his own secret. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you had a book that you could open up and it'd be your own like invention, you know, workspace. And that's really kind of how this idea um, formed. So you open it up and there are two separate boxes inside that are kind of mounted inside. And one has all the electronic components. So you open that up and you can take the trays out. Everything's where you need it. But we also separated the electronic components from the wires because in our research, we found the wires contribute to a significant amount of that anxiety that people feel Mm. when they open one of these kits up. You know, we, we tried a lot of different things, but there really aren't many uh, great ways to organize loose cables. Uh, so we just had a separate box, made it opaque. You put, you shut the lid, <laughs> you know, when you open it up, is all that chaos. And then when you open up the components, it's all neat. It's actually quite beautiful when you look at the, the red, the yellow, the green LED lights and everything else. And it just is way more appealing. And when you open it up, you just feel like, you know, people tell us, I feel like I can do this. So... That's really exciting to see. So you're not bashing the Arduino. You're loving the technology of the Arduino and the fact that we can use LEDs and potentiometers and wires to put all this together. But your product, your inventor's kit, is is a lot about the organization of all of this stuff. And you've kind of got the toolbox and the tools all together in this package. Absolutely. Uh, we There are so many amazing products out there in the market and STEM education space and, and more coming out every day. And what, what I kind of decided was first, I didn't have the budget to compete with some of the other companies out there that are making these really interesting and intricate proprietary interlocking pieces, but sticking with something that's an open standard is really a huge benefit we found, right? Uh, because when you're learning on this platform, you're not just learning coding and electronics and concepts and, and, and circuitry, but you're working with an actual tool set that is used by professionals to prototype inventions of all kinds all over the world, which is, is, is great for, for any kid or even an adult. So sticking with a commoditized uh, tool set and then innovating on the, the, uh, the format is really, uh, I, can't, I, I think, what kind of sets us apart from, from yeah. other options in the market today. Teachers and parents and, and even engineers listening, they're probably familiar with the big companies like Lego, for example. They have robotics kits, but I'm sure that uh, the price for that is much higher and people aren't necessarily using Lego microcontrollers in their products when they go out into the real world, whereas Arduino is used. Um, I'm wondering if you were trying to make alternatives to these these fancier kits. Was that your original goal to kind of have um, this this other open source option? You know, um, it, it worked out that way, but I can't say that initially that was my, okay. my target because I, you know, I love uh, Lego and I think that what Lego has been doing with their Mindstorm products is really innovative. But you're right. When you have a proprietary uh, product or, or tool set with interlocking components, 
it's um, it, it can be very expensive. And when you look in the market, you see that with companies that have created their own uh, products. And and it's interesting that you 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 mentioned that uh, I've actually had kids tell me that they had learned on some of these tool sets in school, but that they one one uh, gentleman young gentleman told me he said you know I kind of felt like I was still playing with a toy, and you know I really wanted to make. I really wanted to know that I was doing real programming or working with real electronics. And uh, I think that's kind of a big difference when, when people use uh, our kit and they recognize, oh my gosh, like this isn't just, you know, a kid's sort of intro thing that gets you ready for the real thing. It's, you know, the real thing. So, um, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that, that the feedback we get from, from kids and adults who use the product is that they really enjoy it and they feel like they're they're on the way to actually learning something valuable. Is there a special age range that you think is the best for um, using your kit? Like, is it targeted towards a certain person? I, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I would say that the ideal age would be around 10 and up. Uh, and of course, your child's ability to uh, uh, pick up the, the skills and, 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 the, um, and go through the different projects that come with our, you know, with our, our project guide would, uh, they vary from child to child and, you know, parents know that sure. best. Uh, I do have, I, I've had some seven-year-olds who have received these as gifts and they've ripped through all the projects. And then, you know, famously, if you go online and you look up Arduino Inventors Kids, you'll see, you know, some very famous uh, uh, kids who've made some inventions that started with Arduino and they were like five, but these kids are pretty brilliant too. So um, not to say that other kids can do it, but we've seen a broad range. I'd say 10 and up is, is really a great place to start. Cool. I also saw that you have a paper airplane launcher available at Make Exchange. Is that also an Arduino based project that uh, you can get? Yeah, absolutely. I make that kit myself, and uh, we're we're getting more requests for it. So I'm I'm putting together another uh, production round for that. But man, people love this thing, and science teachers love it too because it, it, it's comprised of eight interlocking uh, wood panels, and then you combine those with uh, the motors and the electronic components that come in the kit to create this paper airplane launcher that you essentially it's got like a um, you use the servo motor with a cam and uh, one of the potentiometer knobs so that you can change the trajectory angle of the launcher right um, and you also can control the speed of the motors that spin and and essentially you've got two wheels that rotate opposite each other and then you feed the paper airplane through a slot in the middle and it shoots it off and the, we've gotten flights up to 100 feet with this thing, so it oh, wow. rips it out. Um, the I, I had a group of children come into the place where I work called M-Hub Chicago. It's a it's kind of a, a manufacturing startup incubator. And uh, they ranged from kindergarten to third grade. And we paired younger and older children together and gave them a stack of paper and, to create a paper airplane launch contest. And I was able to use our launcher as a control, and we used that to teach the concept of the scientific process. Right. 
you know, create your uh, airplane, you know, what's your hypothesis about how it's going to fly, then you test it and you observe, uh, and then you try to figure out why did it behave the way you it did and how do I change it, what do I think is going to make it better, and I mean, the kids just ate it up, and, and we had so much fun, so you don't even really have to do the coding with that to make it uh, fun for, for kids, and that was really our first accessory, and our, our longer-term vision is to incorporate that and a series of other accessories with this product and then also have um, additional kits that, you know, have increasing complexity uh, later on. Mm -hmm. And I agree that that is a great use of your kit. I mean, I, I might have mentioned to you before in my science class, I tried to do a paper airplane launch. It's the classic lesson, you know, about teaching the scientific method and aerodynamics. And your launcher would have been perfect had I had it in the classroom to standardize the launch, but uh, maybe for the future, I'll check it out. So it, it sounds like in a way you're kind of building a company that's competing with um, maybe Arduino itself or SparkFun or Adafruit, like these other electronics and maker companies. And part of my, my what I'm wondering is how do you build a company like that? Because my understanding is that education businesses are really hard to fund. How has it been starting Make Exchange? Do you find that people invest in education or, or in electronics like this? Yeah, you know, I, we've raised uh, some seed round funding last year that helped us get our first production, uh, production round in place. And it has been, it's been tough, but what we've seen with the product, this one in particular, is that People who have worked with these kind of tools before, when they see it, they are like, oh my gosh, I love this thing. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. But if you're not as familiar with it, if you're a parent, you know, if you're a parent and you're buying a STEM kit, you don't really know what you're buying. You're, you want to buy something that's going to make your kids smarter, right? Um, that's all. And, and if your friends tell you something's really good to, to go for, it, you, you, you go ahead and you get that. Um, and so I think that's sort of been the biggest challenge for us really is the, is educating the market on on the product and why it's you know what what value proposition it provides because it's really hard to understand that just from looking at a picture. So when we demo it to different people, that's when we get the OMG. We really need to have this. Yeah. Um, so we've seen uh, Fat Brain Toys has picked us up. Um, MyScienceShop.com. We have uh, we're in talks with the largest uh, supplier of furniture and equipment to schools and libraries in North America, who has told us that STEM education has been their fastest growing segment, in their product line, and that this kit in and of itself fills a, a, sec, uh, a segment in their product line that they have a big gap in right now, and they're really excited to move forward. So we're in talks with them, and we have other things that are moving forward. Uh, so we see the growth happening. It, it's it's growing it's growing faster and you know you definitely have to be persistent and you know stick stick to it to uh, to see how it goes but we're real excited about not just this product but also what we've got kind of in skunk warts ready to come out too. That's pretty fantastic. Um, real quick, I guess then before I ask about your future plans, what is the the startup? seen like in Chicago? Are they pretty supportive then, it sounds like, of, of education? You know, um, the startup scene in Chicago, in my opinion, is the best kept secret 
in uh, in the American startup scene today. Oh wow! Um, you have because it's in the Midwest. First of all, just geographically, it's a phenomenal location because you're equidistant pretty much from most of the major uh, from both coasts. Uh, but additionally, when you look at Chicago's history, rich history in manufacturing and industry, uh, you know, from, from the ground up, you really are seeing a renaissance in this area and some of the most innovative startups in the country. You, you've got um, Grubhub, uh, Groupon, you know, billion dollar companies that have been started right here. You've got a tremendous, you've got the University of Chicago, you've got Northwestern, you've got Loyola, you have so many, uh, DePaul, you've got so many great educational institutions here as well. It's kind of a mecca for, for uh, you know, great brains. And, uh, and, and what we're seeing more and more is a, traditional, uh, a tremendous amount of innovation in the startup space, a lot of risk takers, a lot of bright minds. So uh, Chicago's been phenomenally uh, a great place. I don't think I could have picked a better place to, uh, to uh, launch Make Exchange, really. So you mentioned that different vendors are picking up the Inventors Kit and your other products. How would people actually get a demo of, of the stuff? Because like you were saying, sometimes it's hard to judge just based on like a photo online or something. How could we see more of it? Yeah, great question. So we've got a YouTube channel, a Vimeo channel, and then of course at our website at www.makeexchange.com, we have some videos and some great photos of the product. Uh, that can show you what it looks like in, 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 in action. And uh, also, you can take a look at, you, you can see a little bit of what I'm really proud of is the project guide that we put together. And I really went all out on this one uh, and did not skimp at all. It's a 62-page, full-color, spiral-bound uh, uh, project guide that we created from scratch. And uh, one thing we noted in looking at other similar kits was uh, the the way the project guides were laid out. We felt were were could be a lot better, and so mm-hmm. we developed our own notation guide. And our our um, our Arduino compatible microcontroller has we we have color coded plastic pin headers where you put the pins in, but then we use those in our project guide. So like a yellow box means it's one of the pins on the yellow piece of plastic and the blue one is blue. So with that color coding, it makes it really easy for, for anyone to quickly understand how to wire together their solutions. And then we include the code and we have troubleshooting and some extra challenges for each one with 14 different projects. But you don't have to stop there because if you go to Google and you Google Arduino beginner projects, there are literally hundreds of thousands of hits that you're going to find online. So, uh, you know, start with the basics, work your way up and getting on board with the uh, Arduino microcontroller with make exchanges. It's a great place to start. Cool. Yeah. Your tutorials sound like you don't necessarily have to have a teacher in front of you explaining what to do. You could just look at your, your booklet basically. Yeah. We've even had teachers just take that and go straight with the booklet and build their classes around one or two projects and, and work their way through uh, we have some companies that specifically deliver STEM education that are building programs around our product. One is uh, Sparkiverse out of the Bay Area, phenomenal company. I definitely look those guys out. They're they're really kind of uh, you know I, I think that they're leading the the way in in kind of how to think about 
uh, STEM after school programs are based out of Palo Alto. Um, we have uh, uh, Next Wave STEM, several other companies that have moved forward with us and they just love the product and they've just used them. They've simply used the manual. That's it. And that's been their curriculum. Yeah. So I'm sure that you have lots of plans. You mentioned that you're still doing uh, skunk works, I guess. What is in the future for Make Exchange and what you're doing? Well, this may sound ambitious, but I really want to make, I want Make Exchange to be the greatest STEM education product company on the planet. And we're starting off with this uh, with our kit, it's called Inventing with Electronics for Beginners. We've been talking about its title is sounds kind of like a book because it looks like a book. It's labeled Volume One, and we have in plan Volume Two, Three, and Four. Two will be uh, advanced sensors. Three will be the introduction to network connectivity or IoT, the Internet of Things, so you can connect your microcontroller to the network and do all kinds of great, great new projects from there. And then four will be on to uh, the Raspberry Pi, which is like the Arduino, it's an you know it's a, it's an open source industry standard uh, uh, little circuit board, but it's actually a computer in and of itself, which takes you to a completely new world of inventing. Um, and then we want to have a minimum of three accessories for each of those kits that you can that you can buy. We're evaluating an option for a monthly subscription program, but in the in in the uh, interim, we're focusing strictly on our first product line, making sure that we get our name out there and that people understand who we are, what we're doing, and continue making people happy and getting these tools in the hands of more kids out there. Well, Joseph, that sounds like a really ambitious, like you said, a very challenging endeavor. Uh, good luck with that. I think that that's fantastic. And uh, I, I imagine that you have a big team helping you as well. Uh, is there anyone else you want to shout out before uh, we close up here? Anyone else that people should know about? Well, I think uh, my wife, Karen, is probably the uh, the biggest cheerleader for me. Most of the work I've done actually has been through uh, um, some you know contractors that I brought on board short term. And you know, but ultimately, I'm I'm pretty much the the main guy running here. Wow. I'm uh, doing everything, but we we're really we're knocking it out of the park. So, uh, you know, I've got a few people who are still helping us out. Um, I think I'd, I'd like to mention, you know, definitely Imhub Chicago, who's just been that the organization's been incredibly uh, helpful to me. Uh, its founder uh, Bill Finup, who uh, MIT grad, who came up with an idea to create this great uh, place where you know innovative minds can share tools and ideas. Uh, you know. Definitely, I think I'd, I'd have to totally call those guys out. And uh, then the Polsky Center at the University of Chicago has been uh, very helpful in putting me in touch with the right uh, people and the right support. So um, those guys would go out. But definitely my wife, Karen. She gets the, she, she's put up with more than, than she should. So. Oh, I'm sure. As a startup founder, I'm sure you, you definitely have a fast-paced life there. So thank you so much for speaking, Joseph. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. That was Joseph Greer, CEO and founder of Make Exchange. If you'd like to get the Make Exchange Invention Lab and you're listening before the end of November 2018, Joseph actually set up a special discount code for listeners of this podcast. You can order a kit online at the Make Exchange website and use the special discount code K12Engineering10. That's the letter K, the number 12, engineering, and the number 10. When you use that code on the website, it'll give you a 10% off discount as a thanks to listeners.
get links to the Make Exchange website and to anything else we mentioned here today in this episode's show notes. You can also just visit my podcast website for all of that. Just go to k12engineering.net. Thanks for listening, everyone. Review the show, share the show, follow us on Facebook, tweet me, and send me suggestions on what's interesting to you in engineering education today. Special thanks to the supporters of this show on Patreon. Your donations make all this possible. To find out more about how to donate to the show and let me know that you're listening, go to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash pioslabs. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-i-o-s-l-a-b-s. And if you donate a dollar a month, I'll give you a shout out on the internet. It's the least I can do. Our closing music is from the song Yes And by Steve Combs, used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Go check out the rest of his music. The K-12 Engineering Education Podcast is a production of my independent studio, Pios Labs in Austin, Texas, where I work on multiple engineering and education projects like this one. So until next time, thanks. Hey, it's Pius one more time, and if you're listening to this now, I know that you're hardcore because you love the show, or you just fell asleep listening to this while you had this running. Either way, I just want to give you an update because I promised, Rachel and I both promised, that we would give you an update on our application to South by Southwest next March here in Austin, Texas. Well, as you recall, we applied to do a couple sessions. We wanted to run a meetup for podcasters in education. We also wanted to run some sessions talking about why teachers might leave the K-12 teaching profession and go into technology and engineering, and vice versa, why people who were engineers before, like myself, might end up going to teach like I do now as well. And unfortunately, we didn't make it. At least that was the latest news that we got. We did not get into South by this year, not as presenters. And so I am disappointed a little bit, but at the same time, I know that we we put together good proposals, and I know that we're not going to stop proposing to do cool stuff here in Austin and at South by and at other conferences. So uh, you can still stay on the lookout for us, and uh, we'll we'll keep on going. That said, I'll I'll be in Austin, and so will Rachel. And so if you're here in town for South by Southwest, just say hi. Uh, we'll have coffee. We'll meet up downtown. You know, get go to the Hideout Theater and talk about the engineering of improv or the engineering related to the elections that have just happened or the engineering related to cryptocurrencies. Just whatever is on your mind, I. Love learning about new stuff, as I'm sure you all do if you're listening to this podcast, and it would still be great to connect with you if you're really enthusiastic about all this stuff. So on behalf of Rachel, myself, and all of the supporters of the show, thanks for listening this far, and we'll keep on going.